This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast for movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Jessica Lutzer is here to chat about two very different movies, Election and Equilibrium. Welcome! Hi, happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining me. Um, we had a little bit of a Zoom technical difficulty when we started, but I think this is just our life these days. Yeah, I, it seems it might just be me because I always start Zoom meetings off with technical difficulties. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that just is what it is in 2020. So. Yeah, uh, but you're not the only one though. Like something is always wrong when um, I use it, and it doesn't. It doesn't even really matter which platform it is. It could be Zoom. It could be like the the Google. It's not Hangouts anymore. It's something else now. It could be. Yeah, change it to something else. What did they change it to? Click. Um. It's oh, it's Google Meet. That's what it's called now. Um, and you know, Skype. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter what the platform is. Somebody always has an issue when the meeting first starts, and we're all just like, "Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you see me? What about over here? What about over here? What about this? Well, how do I connect to the thing?" Or you get like thirty-five emails complaining about it because they can't get on at all. So. No, yeah. I know. It. You always inevitably lose the first 15, 20, half an hour of a meeting just <laughs> yeah. figuring out how to, how to run the meeting. So Yeah. <laughs> I don't know at this point in time, I don't know if I find it entertaining or just annoying, but. I just, yeah, it's kind of just something just kind of sigh and accept because it's just what other options are there. So it's like, okay, well, we're just going to deal with the technology and, you know, that's what else can we do? Nothing. Yeah, let's just hope it'll get better. Or at some point in time in the near future, we'll be able to go outside and meet other people. But not yes. not sooner. It's going to be later. But, you know. Actually do it in person and not over. I think some things are going to stay computerized and, and stuff like that. But it mm-hmm. would be nice to meeting in people. I, I do prefer meeting in, in person because I, I read body language. Um better than over the computer but one day maybe 2021 maybe mid 2021 2022 yeah i know (laughs) i'm trying to be positive tracy like i but yeah realistically if there's an actual vaccine they have to inoculate like 70 percent of the population in order to make it effective um without putting vulnerable people at risk so yeah reality is yeah 2022 when Mm -hmm. we can that's if there's a, a vaccine that is full coverage. Yes. Anyway. Well, there, there's our COVID talk. Um, we're going to continue on to some movie talk now. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Uh, it's, it's unavoidable, unfortunately, these days, right? Because I used to be like, oh, so how are you? And people would be like, you know, I did these 12 things. Or, you know, what you going to do on the weekend? Oh, I'm going to do these five things. People were just like, why are you asking me these things? You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be inside doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually my mom called me today and she was like, you didn't call me because I, I tend to call her because it's long distance and I'm covered. And I was like, I have nothing to say. I had the same day I had yesterday and she's actually like, actually same. I have nothing new to report. Sometimes there's like new family drama and stuff, but most of the time it's just like, oh, what'd you do? Well, I went to work, came home, 
and she just goes, I didn't leave the house because she's not working right now. So yeah, it's like, there's not really much to talk about most days. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom's always asking me, what am I doing? And I'm like, I'm sitting in front of my computer working most of the time. Yes. Other times I'm like, I got nothing else to do. So I'm sitting in front of the computer again. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just how that's working. Well, at least this week we had a purpose for sitting in front of televisions and computers because we got to watch movies. Yay! Did, yes. And two very, very different movies, obviously. Yes. Uh, one thing, like, I tend to space out my movie watching for this. So, like, I'll watch it one day, then I'll watch the next one another day or, like, a week apart or something just so I can, like, let the movie sit with me and be like, how did I feel about it? But I'm like this, whether it's a new movie or an old movie or any kind of movie, this is one of the reasons why I like the idea of a film festival, but I can't do film festivals because I can't watch 12 movies in a day. Neither it, can I. Yeah. Um, and because then they all just mesh together and I'm just like, well, now I have to rewatch everything so I can be like, oh, I actually saw the movie, paid attention to it, understood it, and now I can continue with my life. Mm-hmm. But with these two movies, I watched them both last night. And because they were so different, there's no, there's no mixing up the stories. There's no mixing up, you know, the ideas. There's no mixing up anything. So that was really easy to do. Mm -hmm. And also it was like two o'clock in the morning when I finished watching them. And I was fine because both of these movies kept me awake because they were both entertaining and interesting and just kind of fun, you know? Yes. No, that's exactly it. Like, they're both entertaining and fun for different reasons, right? So, did you want to, which one did you want to start talking about? Well, let's just start with election. I mean, uh, chronologically and alphabetically, it comes first. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So, this weird and quirky film came out in 1999. Um, starring Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon, along with um, Chris Klein. And it was actually, um, I didn't realize this before, but it's based on a book by a guy named Tom Parata. And Reese Witherspoon plays a girl named Tracy Flick. I hate Tracy. I love myself, but I hate this Tracy very much. So, oh, yeah, you guys have the same name. <laughs> we have the same name. But she was like, yeah. But she kind of has, like, the perfect name for the movie, like, for her character, like, Tracy Flick. Flick is so, like, aggressive and, like, Flick. Like, it's yeah. just, it's actually very perfect for her, and I assume the author did that with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, um, it's funny enough, like, I didn't realize it was a 90s movie. I don't know why. I just always, like, remember Election, but I couldn't pinpoint exactly when it came out. And, like, Reese Witherspoon is such a baby in it. She's like, so young, yeah. So she actually looks like a teenager, which, like, is perfect. She had that baby face, like, because I know she was in, I think she was in, this is after Cruel Intentions. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. yes. Yeah, and I I was like, oh, my God, everyone looks so young, even Matthew Broadwick, because I don't know, he's got to be in his 50s, 60s now? I don't know. He's Well, he's not young, I'll give you that. I mean, he was famous in the 80s, which was, you know, 40 years ago. So it's been a while. I think he's in his 60s at this point. So he's probably in his 40s during the filming of this. Um, Yeah. So Reese Witherspoon was born in 1976. So she would have been 23 years old while she did this movie. And yeah, she, but she still has that young, fresh teenager look. Yeah. Like when they're supposed to be teenagers, but they look 32 and you're like, no, you don't look like a teenager. 
And I do actually, I did really like, and I actually noticed how most of the background cast were actual teenagers. Yes, they were. Like they looked like teenagers. They didn't look like, you know, a bunch of 20 year olds walking around a high school trying to play a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to, supposed to be the it's, awkward. It's not, uh, it's not 90210. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matthew Perry. Oh, God rest his soul. But Matthew Perry was so old, like, when he filmed that. But they all were. I think the youngest person on set was, like, 26 or something. And the other person was, like, 35. And they're playing 16 and 17-year-olds. And you're just like, we can tell. Like, we can tell. <laughs> you look like you could have kids. <laughs> and you're supposed to be playing a teenager? So. Yeah. Well, you know. sadly, there's a lot of teachers who have kids. The funny thing is, the other day I was thinking about high school, and in grade 10, this grade 9, two, sorry, three grade 9 girls had kids. And for my high school, that was a lot of people, because in grade 10, our high school had 150 people, including grade 9 and 10 on all the staff. So that was like a super high percentage of pregnant teenagers. And then wow. I was thinking about that, and I was just like, oh, my God, their kids are 24 years old, at least, or going to be, and they're, like, graduating from college and has jobs. Maybe I'm working with one of them, and I don't even know it. Like, it's just yeah. it's blowing my mind. Yeah, I don't actually, like, I don't recall if someone got pregnant in high school, they left the school quietly, and we didn't know. Oh. So, yeah, like I like someone just left, and that's possible. I was, I was, you know, a bit high in high school, so <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was not one of the super involved kids, you know. Yeah. I, I showed up, did my work, and I left. <laughs> yeah, despite being a Catholic high school um, that had some very strict rules, no, we had three pregnant chicks walking around. Um, I mean, but, Catholic, I do quote, we had the drug dogs in often, and I went to a Catholic high school. Mm, like, yeah. We, I, we knew when we weren't allowed to go to the bathroom, they'd lock the doors, and the German shepherds would be in the school. And, and inevitably, a kid in the class would freak out because they had weed in their locker. And we're all just like, why would you keep the weed in the locker? This has happened before. Like, you and should I would know better. You should know better. Either keep it with you in your car or, like, just, you know, don't bring it. I don't yeah. know. Because inevitably someone would get caught and, yeah. yeah. We were kind of lucky. Um, we didn't have drug-sniffing drug dogs come in. Not as far as I know, at least. I also wasn't paying that much attention. Um, but I was surprisingly, like, good. No, I was a good kid, but I was a horrible student. Like, I went to all my classes and all that kind of stuff, but I never did homework. I complained a lot. I don't like waking up in the morning. What do you want from me? Yeah. I, I don't get it. Yeah, no, you're, you're more of a night owl. I, 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 waking up was fine for me, but I was actually trying to think of my high school experience. I don't, did I have a school government? Like, did you have a president, vice president? Did you do elections? Yeah. That's, That's the thing I was thinking when I watched this movie, too. I was just like, first of all, you guys are taking this way too seriously. Second yeah. of all... I don't remember having any kind of elections or anything like that while I was in high school. Oh. Like, I remember having, like, you had, like, yearbook and all that kind of stuff, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. drama club, whatever. But mm -hmm. I don't remember anything about student government. No, I, I don't know if that just wasn't 
if that's a Canadian thing or if that's just strictly American thing or it depends on the school board. But like I was the Catholic school board of Niagara Falls and I don't remember anything. And I was at a school of like 800 people. Like I think mm-hmm. I would have at least, I, I, it's not like I didn't participate. Like I, I got good grades and stuff. I just wasn't the most like active and like extra curricular. Oh my God. Extra. Okay. I'm not going to be able to say it. Extracurricular. <laughs> extra. I see (laughs) (laughs) activities. So no, I don't think I did. So I'm like, Oh, so I actually find it very interesting. And also the fact that like, we're, we're witnessing an election. This, I think movie always comes back around. Cause I, I, I looked online and I saw an article that people often would compare Hillary Clinton to Tracy Flick. Yes. That is actually the, one of the, first thoughts I had when I was watching it. Like even just the way Tracy Flick looks, I was like, oh Oh, my God, that was totally Hillary Clinton in high school. That middle America, Barbie, like preppy, go-getter, and will step on you to get to where she wants to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can see, I can see, especially Hillary Clinton. Yeah. When she was younger, she looked a lot like that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So as I was watching the movie, first of all, Except for Chris Klein's character, who is kind of like the the really the nice dimwit, you know, he's the um, sweetest, dumbest boy. Yeah, ever. he really is. He really is, and, and well off, and every gets all the girls. Just mm-hmm. kind of has an easy ride through high school. Probably will have an easy ride through, through life. Years, get into a decent job, find a wife, mm-hmm. have two, three kids, white picket fence. Like it's happening. Yeah. Like he just is going to fall into all of that. Because that's, that's his privilege. That's where he is. Right. And I, at first I really understood Tracy Flick's dislike of him. Like, Oh, he's just been given everything in his life. And it's true. He has, but he's not a bad person. Right. But I find everybody else, every other character in this movie are bad people. Oh, I would say like Mr. M is it McAllister? Uh, something like that. Anyway, I'm just going to call him Mr. M. That man is like, he's a girl. He is like thoroughly his little best friend who he hates, like who seduced a like child. Like, and mm-hmm. he's angry at a teenager for the affair, his very adult. I don't know how old that man was. Definitely in his mid forties. Yeah. And like on this crusade to destroy her. And yes, for Tracy's faults, she is, uh, she, you know, she isn't perfect. She's unethical. She really wants to go places, but him setting out to destroy her is a bit, is a bit much. He really, he didn't rub me too wrong away. Like back, when I first watched this movie, I was like, oh, okay, he's a loser. Like he just, mm-hmm. you know, but watching it this time around, I was like, oh my God, you are an awful human being. I agree with you. But at the same time, I don't think he started out on a mission to destroy her life. No. She is one of those obnoxious people that you're just like, I can't deal with you just fuck off. Like she, he wants her just to go away. He's a man child because he just couldn't walk away. Like just leave her alone. Like you're not, she's going to graduate and go away. It's inherent. 
Like, that's why I was just kind of like, dude, simmer down, mm-hmm. go away. And she will eventually go away to do her own thing. And you won't have to like slowly descent into like anarchy your marriage. And yeah. Which was all his fault. Like, I don't feel sorry for him for any of that. Because he just, throughout the movie, he just makes bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, no matter where he was going, right? And and that was and that was one of the problems with his character, is just like it's like you you aren't a good person and you also there you are teaching civics and talking about morals and ethics, and you may understand the definition of it, but you don't actually live by any of these things, by the decisions that you made or the wants that you have, even with like his affair and him trying to like just get around it and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, no, you're doing bad things. You deserve not a bad outcome to your life. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, and I would agree with the fact that like, I don't think anybody in this movie is a good person, but then yeah. I guess, you know, what, who defines what a good person is? I don't know, but well, and and that's and I think that's one of one of the questions about the movie where, when they do bring up the idea of morals and ethics at the beginning, it's just to be like, here's a bunch of people, they're doing what they believe they need to do for themselves, mm-hmm. and you can judge them by morals or ethics. Like, is their easier, is what they're doing ethical or is you know, what they're doing moral, are these against their morality is, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and it's I mean, that's the question. Yeah, and it is. So everyone has a different, like ethical moral code. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are obviously some things that are right and wrong. I think that's established by the law. At least that's what we talk about in, in my profession. But everyone kind of has a different ethical code. And, and it's very interesting to see how different people kind of slide backwards and forwards and, and what they justify, how they justify their actions. And I find that very interesting. Well, it, well, and that's the, the biggest case of that is Tracy Flick, where she's like, no, 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 I know all the rules in the rule book, but I also deserve this no matter what. So yeah. I'm going to do anything necessary. And unless you can prove I've done something wrong, then there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong has been done. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and this is my problem with a character like Tracy Flick, where she's just like, I want to follow the rules. I want to make things good out there for people. You know, I believe in democracy. But the thing is, when a democratic system actually comes into place, like she has competition, her first idea is to be absolutely angry and try mm-hmm. to destroy the other person instead of being like, you know what? It's democracy. I'm going to accept some competition because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to present myself as good as possible. And then the outcome is the outcome yeah. where she actively is like, no, I'm going to destroy whoever. This is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. And I do find it interesting and I am agreeing with you. I find Tracy's character to be overly aggressive and she's very polarizing, but I do find it interesting as we're watching the American elections and we're watching what has happened thus far when it comes to women, female politicians that America says, and I'm thinking about Hillary in the sense or AOC and, and, and all the people who've come before her, like Mm -hmm. America, 
America, they say on paper we value people that participate and people that care and women that work hard and women that, you know, refuse to see themselves as a victim, very strong women. And it's interesting to witness that they, they tell they tell people, they tell little girls, this is what you should aspire. But then when they grow up and they put that into practice, it's like they they despise that. They despise that, oh, she's a bitch, she's bossy. My feelings of Tracy, the character aside, I do find it interesting that, you know, these women who are doing the same things as the male politicians, but it, it's they're just put in such a negative light. And as we obviously saw, I mean, personal feelings aside on Hillary Clinton in the last election mm. going and going after like AOC's lipstick and her clothing. And it's like, and all these, Oh, she's, she's a bitch. She's all these, all these things. And it's like, well, in theory, you value all of, you know, she cares and she's strong and powerful, but in actuality you despise them and you, you hate them and they're threatening. And so I find that very interesting. Um, well, and that's, uh, and that's one of the, the biggest problems in especially politics right now where women are at a point where they are, they're sick of being sidelined. And, yeah. and it's true, people seem to revere those aspects of, of men. So like, being ambitious, being confident, you know, being straightforward as being good, positive things in men. But as soon as a woman does that, she's a bitch and she's horrible. She has to get out of the way, you know, stop being um, hysterical, stop being so angry all the time. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's seen in such a, a, an opposite light. And I think if we had seen Tracy Flick outside of this movie and on the outside of everything, like with at the end of the film where there's like articles about this sweet little high school girl who was just put down by a teacher. I think that's how we would all feel. Be like, why would you do this to this girl? There's nothing wrong with her. She's perfectly nice. She did what she had to do to win. So she was ambitious. She went for it. She did, she put in the work. She did all of the things to get the job. And, but unfortunately for women, that's seen as mm -hmm. a bad thing, but that's one of the, one of my biggest problems like, despite liking the overall movie, this is one of my biggest problems with this movie is that it vilifies the only person who is that into what they're doing is the girl. And she's the person who is vilified first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's vilified through the whole movie, yep. despite all of these characters around her being horrible people, right? Yep. So you've got the the cheating teacher, you've got uh, Mr. McAllister, you've got um, the neighbor's wife, you've got her, like Tracy's mother, you've got mm -hmm. the principal, like they're all just assholes around her as well. But she is the one who is, ends up being vilified in general. And then you have, of course, um, Chris Klein's sister, who's just a horny lesbian teenage girl who refuses to admit it and wants to go to an all girls school. Yeah. And you're just like, why are why does she have to be such a raging bitch like it's it's yeah and frustrating. and i'm actually quite curious and I, I think i might read it the book and how it's portrayed and, and what they changed in the movie and mm -hmm. um because i'm assuming it was the director's like what he wanted to do was to make her a bit unlikable she's unlikable she's the person that you had in class that always put their hand up and never let you answer and the teachers are like exasperated by because they just won't allow anybody else to show that they have intelligence 
Um, everyone already knows she's intelligent or, mm -hmm. you know, and so I, I'm assuming that was on purpose. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you can't help but be like, as a woman, I, I want her to go far, but then it's like, oh damn, she's so dislikable. <laughs> I feel well, bad because she does have, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, because the thing is, it's like, I don't mind if they made her the wannabe teacher's pet who knows all the things and puts up her hand all the time. The things that make her actually unlikable is, you know, the part where Chris Klein's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be running for president too. And instead of going, oh, cool. I have competition. Let's do yeah. this. She's just like, how dare you? And who put you up to this? And blah, blah, blah. You know, you get everything that you want. And then she goes home and she's just like, I'm better than everybody. And I got to do my thing. And I got to do this. Um, and then it's just like, and then the ripping down the posters and blaming it on everybody else. And well, yeah, that was very, yeah. yeah. So very it shows that she's yeah. a very unethical individual. Whereas if she was just that classroom go-getter who knew the stuff and did the hard work, you would find her obnoxious but you wouldn't hate her by the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. Whereas this movie, you're just like, I hate her. Like she is, yeah. she doesn't deserve where she is, even though McAllister, what he did to get her not to be president was also unethical. You know, that gave her a leg up to move forward. Um, but like they made her so ugh, gross that yeah. you're just like, I can't, I, I can't be for this character in any way. Yeah, because if she wasn't, I guess, so gross, yeah, then you wouldn't be like, I don't know, there was nobody actually I was rooting for. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Other than Paul being sweet, he's also a privileged white man who's going to have no problems and he's yeah. good looking and all that kind of stuff. There's really nobody in this movie. I'm like, oh, good for you. Like, I hope mm -hmm. it turns out well. And, um, and then, well, and actually we see at the end scene when she's working for, is it a senator or senator, yeah. senator? And I mean, shocker, she's a Republican. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, could have called that, but, um, and you know, he's working at the museum and I'm just like, yeah, you just, you, you kind of ruined your own life. And yet she stepped on all these people and has still risen to where she wants to be. And. Uh, we'll assuming we'll assume that she continues on in her quest for power. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she's definitely, she has a vision and she has a, a want and she's working towards that want, but how she works towards it, that's the things that are in question because you've seen behind the curtain. Right. And even like, even the part where she's like sobbing and overly crying at the end and her mom's just like, just for losing a high school election or whatever. I mean, imagine if she lost, you know, like she actually lost. Like imagine if she actually lost and it wasn't anybody, you know, trying to trick anything. It wasn't anybody doing anything wrong. She actually just lost. Imagine what that last year of school would have been like with her. It would have been torture for everybody mm -hmm. because, you know, she would do everything to go against the student government to make everything just not worthwhile. She might even switch schools or something just to be, get another chance to become student president somewhere else. And I think that kind of person is gross. And that's the kind of person who also doesn't understand the rules, doesn't understand democracy, doesn't understand what she's running for. If that's the kind of attitude she's going to have, if she loses. She doesn't play well with others and she's quite petty. Exactly. I mean, yeah. that, that's very clear. 
she has no one really keeping her accountable for her actions. Like no friend that's staying there going like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you can, you can still care about something, but understand that it's not the end all be all. If you lose this, you're still going to go on and do great things and, and still go on to university and, and graduate and politics are still there for you, whether you win your high school election or not. Like it yes. does, it does go to show that like, it's very interesting when he put you in that headspace of being in high school and like everything at that time is so important. This, oh my God, everything is just so heightened because of like hormones and you know, it's, 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 it's very interesting watching it just being like, okay, it's yeah. just a high school election. Like, no one, <laughs> just relax. No, it's fine. No one will care. Like nobody. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it also goes back to when you actually finally see how the mother is as well. Because when she loses and the mother comes in and says, um, what'd she say? Oh, you, maybe you didn't have enough posters. Maybe you should have listened to me about your speech. You know, and she's like, all of the blame is being put on her instead of being like, oh, well, maybe we can try something else next time. Or, you know, you'll win other races, you'll win other elections, all this kind of stuff. Her mother just sat there blaming her and then gave her yeah. drugs. And I was like, that's yeah. also her very harmful to the psyche. Well, I, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, she is who she is because of being raised by that woman, right? Yes. Like, it's very apparent and it's, you know... Because as the adult, you're supposed to, you know, support someone and kind of also keep the context of like, it's, it's just high school. Like you have all these other clubs you're a part of. You're, she's a part of like the yearbook and all this other stuff and all these awards she got. It's like, yes, this was important to you, but there will be other things and you have mm. other things already. Like you, trust me, if you want this for university, you're going to get, I don't think anybody's doubting she's going to go to university, right? Like it's, yeah. she doesn't need this to do that. This isn't like her only her only thing. So yeah, that woman is also horrible and that reflects upon how yeah. Tracy acts and you're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Putting all the pressure on her daughter for mm -hmm. more and more and more and better, better, better. It's like you're creating a monster for yeah. created. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with instilling ambition in your child, but you can't, you know, blame them if they don't get everything right away. Well, yeah. And also it's like, it's important to also, yeah. It's like the real world doesn't work like that. You don't get everything. Yeah. You can, you can work as hard as you want to. That doesn't mean you're going to get what you're looking for. Exactly. That's actually a very great lesson. It's better to learn it earlier in life. Like, you know, it's like, gosh, you might try your hardest and do your best and mm -hmm. it might not be good enough and that's okay. Like that's, you know, there's yeah. next time there's, and the, you lesson, know, it's, and the lesson to that would be, you know, yeah, you're going to lose some things, but the whole point is don't give up. Lose here. You got somewhere else to go. It's fine. Like, yeah. but if you're, if you're the first time you lose something, you're 45 years old and you're just, you fall apart because you've lost something mm -hmm. and it, it could be something small. It could be like, I've lost my $20 and I can never find it again. And you call it, crawl into a corner and cry and sob and weep and can't talk to anybody for three days and all this kind of stuff. Then you're just like, what what did you learn when you were younger like what what is what is this like what are you what are you doing it, this is why sometimes i when i think about and i think we're getting past it the helicopter parent oh like, yes because you're shielding they, they tend to shield your, their children from hurt and pain and loss and things that 
we all have to experience, whether it's just a breakup of a friendship when you're six, and it might seem ridiculous, but that how that child learns to handle that is important for future. Mm -hmm. And when helicopter parents kind of protect their kids from all of this and not teach them how to be self-reliant and how to, you know, solve problems and go about this and how to heal a wounded heart and all that kind of stuff. It's it, early on in life. It reflects, you know, people who don't handle that well as adults. Yeah. That's when you get like public tantrums by 45 year olds and you're just like, what are you doing? Huh. No. I told the president you, of the United States. Oh my God. <laughs> he goes on a Twitter tantrum and you're just like, are you five? Yeah. You're the kid that's whipping Legos across the room and stomping your feet because you didn't get your way or someone, you know, told you you're an idiot. It's like, yeah. you're, you're witnessing it on a grand scale, which yeah. is unfortunate. And yeah, politics. So very true. It is true. I've, I've actually kind of, I've, I've stopped right now uh, ingesting that uh, American politics for the time. As we get closer to November, I'm sure I'll look back into it, but it was stressing me out. So, Oh, it's still stressing me out. Well, the thing is, is trying to not consume it is so much more work than just letting it wash all over you and destroy your soul. I must it admit. It is true. Google um, gives me articles and I'm yeah. just like, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, it doesn't matter. I turn on the TV, I pick up my phone, I get push notifications, I get, you know, stuff on Twitter, I'm scrolling through Instagram, things pop up, and you're just like, yeah, sure, whatever, fine, okay. Like, it's just, it's just there. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's, it's there 24-7. It is mentally exhausting, especially during, like, the last six months that we've had. Mm -hmm. Like... It's it's very interesting um, that there's no off button sometimes unless you yeah. go to great unless you go to great lengths to like not listen to the radio, don't turn the TV on, don't look at any articles, just like live in your little bubble, which is, you could do, yeah. um, but then you can't really consume anything. Like yeah, well, and that's and that's the the good thing and the bad thing about our connected society, right? Is you have all of the things you can be by yourself, but be with other people. But at the same time, you can never be by yourself because all of this stuff is around you. All of this stuff is invading your space, whether you want it to or not. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to control. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, I think, I really do think this is a perfect like allegory for what's going on right now. Oh, absolutely. In general, you know, a bunch of assholes doing asshole things to... Yep. become president of something that, I mean, on the scale of a country, it does freaking matter, but, yeah. you know, destroying everything you are and who other people are just to get whatever you feel like is never a right way to get to, to somewhere. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's a lesson that most people do not, do not understand, do not get. They're like, this is the thing I want. I'm going to, I'm going to do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And not think of the consequences, um, not necessarily for yourself, but for other people, especially on that grand scale. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. But the thing about this movie too, it's just like, it's about selfish decision-making, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, like Mr. McAllister, for example, he just keeps thinking about himself. Yeah. Then, you know, he's like, 
He's like, no, I want all of the things. Sure, I like my wife. Our life's really boring, but I like my wife. We want to have a kid. I'll pretend I'm having sex with other people instead. And then as soon as the opportunity comes up, has sex with somebody else. And you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, why? This is a clear decision that you have made because he's made comments about it before. It's something he wanted to do. And he yeah. thought about himself. He didn't think about the implications for the rest of his life. He didn't think about how it would hurt his wife. He didn't think about how it would affect um, the friend or anything, right? And it was just like selfish decisions. But even even the part where he's threw throw the extra ballots, he's thinking about himself. He's like, I don't want her to win. Therefore, this has to be an example of something. But if you're going to do something that you have to do it, I'm not advocating to do this, but you have to do it right. And if, since he did something so blatantly stupid, of course he got caught. Of course he realized it was dumb because he's making a bunch of selfish decisions without thinking about consequences or anything. Even at the end where he like throws the cup at, at the, the limo driving away, he's, all, all he does is let himself be angry, but doesn't think about what if that car stops. That is a government vehicle. He could get arrested. He, you know, all that kind of things. He's just making these like crazy decisions that will affect him, can affect him in great, great ways without, you know, thought. Because this one person just, let's say, grinds his gears. I don't know. You know, (laughs) one girl just makes him pissed. And it's like, yes, all this, this, all the decisions he made, which were very poor. And it's like, you're just def- ruining your own life. Like, you know, and yeah. because you hate this teenage girl so much. And it's just so like, also petty. <laughs> like, it's just like, dude, like you, she's a child. Yeah. Leave her alone. She got to graduate in two years. I don't know what, how, if she was in grade 10 or 11 or whatever she was. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the presidency was in her last year. So yeah. Yeah, so she would have been, it would have been the tail end of uh, grade 11 and she would have went into whatever they call it, sophomore, I don't know. Senior year, whatever, yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, but I was just like, you've got to be kidding, like, seriously. And I love the fact that he still blames her for everything that's went wrong with his life, but I'm like, you did it to yourself. Yeah, well, a man-child can't take responsibility for his own actions, constantly blaming other people and you chose to do that mm. yes you can ju- justify your actual oh, i hate it but i couldn't handle it it's like well no you're still just blaming another person for the dumb actions you took you're a man child <laughs> like yeah. you are you know no, an eight-year-old that can't accept you mm-hmm. know it's something and there are consequences and it's like you an idiot yeah <laughs> I, yeah, but that was a, but that was like the best friend too. I'm like, you actively sought after this girl, then you got caught for doing it. You did something really stupid, mm-hmm. and then he sat there in the principal's office crying like a five year old, you know, who got yelled at and is going to get put in a corner. No, you're an adult. You're lucky you weren't uh, put in jail yeah. because she's because she was underage and stuff, and you just lost your job and had to move out of town. So. You're, he's, he was very lucky. He got off easy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I, yeah, I think his friend did, too. Like, I don't think his friend didn't go to jail. Did no. He? No. No. Like, really? Like, mm-hmm. like it's just, so let's just blame other people for, and cry. Like, mm-hmm. 
that's going to make everything better. You know? Yeah. yeah. He did get off easy actually very much. Yeah. So they all did. So it, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there were, yeah. And she's working with a politician and yeah. And he is a tour guide or whatever he was in the museum in the museum. Yeah. 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 And, uh, we don't know what happened to the other dude. We don't really care. No, the wife got to keep his money in his house. So that's fine. Too. Good. Good. Yeah. It's not her fault that your relationship was boring. You're yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah. If you did something to not make it boring, like you, like that's one of the things that I don't understand. It's like our relationship was boring. Did you try to make it not boring? Yeah. No. There are things, there are things you could be spontaneous. You could have an adult conversation and see like what the other person wants to do, whether yeah. it's just like actual activities or sexual. Like there are things you can do where like, it's like you're, you come, you go to work every day, work out shower at work and then work all day and then come home. It's like, yeah. you're boring. You're boring. Um, and so, yeah, but when he's having an affair, he can take time from his class, go set up a hotel room with flowers and champagne and stuff and then go back. But you never thought about doing that maybe for your wife. Well, right. Like if you were like, you could have even been like kind of faked an affair with your own wife, right? There are things you can do. Like, yeah. you know, let's meet in a hotel. Let's pretend we're like, there are things you can do. You don't have to get that kinky, but like, <laughs> yeah. just, you know. it's, but it's all about, it's all about just trying. And that, and I think that's one of the, the biggest problems and why I think he deserves everything. Came to him. Like you didn't, you didn't try. You went quote unquote, the easy route, which yeah. is finding somebody else to, to sneak around with. Like yeah. it's, it's stupid. He's also just a regular white ass male who slid into being a teacher. How long was he a teacher for? Like 12 years. Like something, yeah. I don't think he's that ambitious. And actually I wonder if that's like also deep down why he just hates Tracy so much, like other than her unethical, whatever the stuff with the best friend. But I just think that watching this very young, very intelligent go getter who mm -hmm. is, you know, wants all these things and has aspirations and you're just not that there's any like fantastic teachers are wonderful but like you've been doing the same thing for 12 years with your boring wife or whatever not really her fault but mm -hmm. the relationship and it's like you aren't doing anything to change that and then when you yeah. do stuff they're dumb and you ruin your life yeah <laughs> so it's well, like, like even like because it even shows like he didn't have any outside of school things that he did except for you know play the guitar with the guy who got kicked out. I keep forgetting what his name is. Um, I'm not. But like, I'm like, but you didn't, you didn't do anything to fill out the rest of your life. I'm yeah. fi it's fine that you enjoy going to school. You enjoy teaching. You enjoy yeah. your students. There's nothing wrong with that. No. There's, but there's a whole bunch of time where you're not in school. And if you're not doing anything, of course your life's going to feel empty yeah. or unfulfilled or, or something. You have to have, something you want to do right yeah even if you're content in your career aspirations there's other things you can do and you don't have to be all petty about some 16 year old like who's mm -hmm. going above and beyond um and then yeah yeah mm -hmm. i just i hate both of the main characters i do they're I, entertaining I, do I was very entertained by it but i was like neither of you are i like neither of you yeah so. yeah the rivalry was great oh, yeah. entertainment 
Um, but so, so let me break this up though. One of the reasons why I think he also hates Tracy Flick so much and was like so vengeful against her was, you know, the part where she, she brings him the signatures of the car. And it's not just that she's like, I, I want to go home. Why are you talking to me? Whatever. I don't care. I think it has to do with the part where she's like, you know, if I become president, we're going to have to spend lots of time together and blah, blah, blah. And I think it shows that she was also trying to use her sexuality to get something. And it made him feel that maybe she wasn't the one being seduced, but it was the other way around. And I think that was the reason why he was all of a sudden like, oh my God, you got my friend fired. Sure, he was stupid, but you still got my friend fired. This is your fault. And now you're trying to do that to me. And I think that clicked something in his head. But at the same time, I think she got that because the other teacher kind of yeah, like I don't, I don't think she has that sexuality to get things. Yeah, well, because the other teacher was like, oh, you're so pretty. You're so smart. You have no friends. Like he was grooming her. And yeah. I think after that experience, she realized like, oh, so I have, there's this part of me, this sexuality, um, I can use it. And so he just sees it as her getting his friend fired, except his friend did something illegal and got himself fired mm-hmm. and luckily didn't end up in prison. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he just saw, he saw this one side. He wasn't obviously there. It was just like Tracy and the other dude. I don't know. So I guess he's just assuming like, oh, she's some predator, like some 16 year old girl setting yeah. out to destroy all of these teachers. And you know, I do think she was using her sexuality with Mr. M. I think because she learned that after that experience with the first teacher mm-hmm. and he preyed upon her. So it's very interesting. We see that, but yeah, uh, the teacher, Mr. McAllister, Mr. M, um, he doesn't see that. He just sees a enemy. Yes. An okay. enemy to destroy. Yes. Yeah. It's He's not so very true. good at it. So yeah. But you know, Going through this movie, too, I realized a couple of things I forgot as well. Um, so first was uh, student, student democracy and all that kind of stuff and uh, student council. Uh, the second thing was when he left and he gave that pop quiz and he's like, I got 48 minutes. I was like, our classes were 48 minutes? That can't be right. They seemed like they were forever, like in every single class. Were they, they, were, were they 50 minutes? Were they longer? See, that's the thing. Like, to me, like, my recollection of high school is sitting in classes and shit just, like, droning on for, like, three hours at a time before I can go somewhere else. I'm pretty sure my school was, like, an hour and a half. Like, I think we had, I think we were longer. We were longer than an hour. Yeah. We had, like, I think we had five or six periods a day. And our day was between, like, eight and three, I think. So, so yeah, it would be around an hour or 15 minutes because you had to have that break in between class to go to your locker and then get to yeah, your class maybe. kind of stuff. Maybe so. I just forget that. It's interesting when time goes by and you get older because I think it's been 15 years since I graduated high school. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think it, this August was supposed to be my 15th. There was supposed to be a reunion. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I just made a face (laughs) like 
what? 15 years? No, I don't know That's that. That's crazy. But yeah. My sister-in-law, who I went to um, high school, she's like, are you going to join the like base group reunion thing? And I was like, this was right before COVID. And then COVID happened. I was like, oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, no. I can't go. Oh. Oh. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anybody from high school except her. I actually don't have like, so it's like, I'm not cool. Like I'm good. Like I'm, yeah. I've got my own life now, but, but yeah, it's been 15 years. It's interesting. The things you forget from high school, you're just like sure. the everyday monotony. It's like, I don't I remember certain things, but yeah, I don't remember the class structure. I don't even barely remember the classes I took. It just goes to show how important high school is. You're just like the minute I left and went to college, it was a whole different story. And I was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing I find like when I, when I went to university and stuff, I was like, all of my high school teachers lied to me because this is fucking bullshit. I didn't have to be on time. I didn't have to wear a uniform. I didn't have to call teachers, sir. You know, it was like, Steve, can you, you know, can you explain this? Whatever. It didn't matter. They were like, it's not even that they were your peers. It was just like, no, you're an adult. You can take care of yourself. These are schedules. If you show up, you show up. If you don't, you don't. That is your problem. Do what you need to do. You're paying to be there. You don't want to show up and waste your money. They don't care. Except I had one teacher. He was 89 years old at Western. And he was pissed because he'd be like, oh, I'm taking your money. You're wasting my time. And he would ring you up. He barely could walk. He was a genius. Like the man was phenomenal. He's a criminologist. I'm sure God rest his soul because there's no way he's still alive. Yeah. Could be. No, probably not. But anyway, he still used an old school projector. All of his things were handwritten. He put it up. But he was for the most fascinating man. The studies he used to do yeah. in prisons and stuff. But that was the only professor who gave a shit. And he mm-hmm. would like whip a pencil at your face if you fell asleep. And he's like, he's like, no, you can drop the class. He's like, I don't, you either come to my class or you drop my class. I don't yeah. accept anything less. And if you had a reason not to be there, you had to tell him the, re- like he wanted to know privately, like there must be a good reason why you're not here. And, mm. but cause he was just, he had no, he, he didn't give a shit. Like he wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. So no, but you're my, right. Like, yeah. You're right. High school. Like I still remember the guidance counselor and I still remember them saying, so I, I, when you know when you go to the guidance counselor and you talk about the future and what you want to do and they try and help you apply for school and mm. I remember them saying to me and I kind of wanted to take a year I was also very young I graduated high school at 17 like I was a year younger than everyone else because I'm such a like late baby in the year and so I was I just thought I was like oh my god I'm so I'm, I'm young I'm 17 like I, I don't know what I want to do I don't know what even field I want to study like I have right. no idea and I remember the woman Having the, now that I think about it, having the audacity to tell me, if you don't go to school right away, you're never going to go. Who fucking tells a 17, I might have been 16 at this point, but like who tell, like just pick something was essentially her thing. And I'm like, so I'm going to waste my money. And I did, I picked something. I went, I graduated. Guess what? I ended up going back to school because I was like, I don't want to do this. Like this is a waste of money. And you know, obviously I took something from that schooling, but I just, I now realize as a, a, an adult with quotation marks, I still don't feel like an adult. Um, 
it's like the pressure they put on like 17 and 18 year olds to be like, no, you're going to be nothing if you don't do it. It's like, you, you're barely an adult yourself. If I think back, the guidance counselor is probably in her thirties. Like mm-hmm. I, I now look at people and I'm like, you have no idea what you're doing. I doubt any of my teachers and anybody yeah. at that school knew shit. Like, well, yeah, I think about it too now. And like some of my teachers were probably the age I am now. And I'm like, I know how I feel. I know how, what my attitude is. You were trying to give us life lessons and you, you were full of shit. Yes. I know this now. You were full of shit. Oh my God. So I I don't know. Like it's that same realization when you grow up and you realize, Oh, my parents have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Cause I have friends with kids and like, or like my siblings and I'm just like, it's just a shit show. You guys are just doing your best, doing mm-hmm. what you're doing, but like you don't have all the answers. You don't know everything. And yeah, I yeah. Most of the time, they're alive. They're clean. Did they say thank you when you gave them something? They're fine. It's good. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So exactly. there's this weird myth in high school that like teachers. <gasps> remember when you saw, did you ever see one outside of school and you were like, they're a real person. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Oh, like, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, because they, goes at the grocery store. They need uh, food too. <laughs> they only exist in this one place and they have to stay there or else it's very confusing to the rest of us. You don't yeah. like it. And now I realize my one, my like geography professor, like teacher was like 26 years old. And I was just like, now I think back and I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course they were living their lives. So funny. Yeah. High school. Yeah, it's still, I mean, you, you, like all of those like, 90 year old teachers were once the fresh faced 26 year old out of school grad school going to teach their first class at some point in time you know and you're just like i wouldn't have wanted to teach children at 26 that's just crazy no i know i know a few teachers and i'm like good for you i don't have the patience Mm -hmm. i can barely put up with like one kid um let alone like you know, a classroom full of them because even I go visit my cousin, she's got four kids and they're running circles around me. And I'm just like, I don't know how you do this. She's like, it's fine. I was like, I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know what's going on, (laughs) but your kids are foot deep in mud right now. And she's like, yeah, he's fine. It's, it's fine. He's not bleeding. It's fine. Like, I know I have three nephews and like sometimes they're like scaling the wall and I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Don't your head, please. Like no yeah. blood. And if every, you once in, every once in a while I'm like, they can do that? And she's like, yeah, it's cool. Or can they do that? Get the fuck down. You know, you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they have that, I guess maybe it's like the parent sense. They like know their kid. Like if you fall, you're going to break something. Like, yeah. So. Or it's like they all of a sudden, they're not even paying attention to the kid, but they also like whip around and they're like, what did I say? Like, how did you know? They just well, they like, what? it's like, it's like my sister-in-law turns to me and goes, it's silent. <laughs> She'll just like, look at me like, and then we ran, then we find out like, it's usually like the one kid's under the table and the other has an iPad, but you're just like, okay, it's silent. Yeah. You're up to something. But, it's how I feel about my dog. If he's not mm-hmm. sleeping next to me and it's silent, I'm like, mm, he's doing something. Yeah. In the kitchen there's, or another room. there's something not right. Yeah, what I can feel it. it. Spidey's tingle. You're like, uh, <laughs> well, just uh, don't break. I think I don't get it because I lack all responsibility. It's yeah. great. 
My, uh, my brother walked outside to the front porch. They have like a seating area on their front porch, like, um, with couches, outside couches and stuff. And he comes outside and both my nephews are sitting there and there's a skunk walking up the steps to my nephews. And my brother just goes like, he just starts screaming. Both kids just looking like, what's wrong, dad? And he's like, are you kidding me? We're not getting sprayed today. And he just like grabs the kid. And I'm just like, oh my God, like just shit the kids get into. It's like, no, no, no. Skunks are bad. Like yeah. don't touch the wildlife. Don't let them close to you. Like I'm sure my nephew was trying to feed it. <laughs> or pet it or something. Right. Yeah. yeah it's like, that, like, no, don't. Yeah. Don't. It's that childish, like, curiosity and nothing will happen to me mentality, you know? It's like, I see something I want to do. I want to pet the skunk. I know it's a skunk. But, you know, today maybe it'll like me. Let's give this a <laughs> shot. You know? Like, that's just all it is. Well, I saw it, like, a couple weeks later. I was sitting on their porch just visiting. And it, like, walked across the yard. Is the biggest freaking skunk. I bet, like, eight. <laughs> my brother's like yeah that's the skunk he's like i think it lives in the backyard it comes out just like the way it moves like dun, 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 dun. and i was just like oh my god and it was really like white it must have, i don't know it's not the little ones i see in toronto like when yeah. i walk dog at night is this it was massive i was like that is a big he's like yep that's what they were trying to like pet no i was like oh god oh no god. <laughs> like uh-uh. <laughs> they were trying to give it a chicken bone or something like yeah, yeah. Oh, boy I don't know. Oh, boys. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. So, you know, high school and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I thought the election was a really good, uh, it was a good movie. It was good. Yeah. It's, it, like I said, it, it holds up really well. And I think it's such like a perfect parallel to what's going on right now that you're just like, I find this a much more entertaining thing than turning on my TV. Yay. Oh. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Reese Reese Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Matthew Broderick any day. Yeah, so true. Okay, but also it teaches you one vote does matter. So yes. go out and vote, kids. Go Seriously. out and vote. Vote and vote local too. Go especially in the states. Local local matters. So vote at any opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that puts us on to equilibrium. Yeah. Uh, the 2002 pseudo wannabe weird matrixy Vulcan thing that's yeah. uh now that I watch it, despite still enjoy watching it. Oh I, cheese fest. Cheese fest. It's, it's, it's I love it. Oh cheesy. It's oh, so oh. cheesy. It's like a movie you would see on like TBS or something, you'd catch it at two in the afternoon and you're just like, this is kind of amazing. Kinda awful. Yeah. Kind of amazing. <laughs> and like it's actually one of the movies. I've watched related to your podcast. I actually own a physical copy of. Woohoo! Yes. Yeah, I don't own a lot. I own like twenty films, and yeah. one of them. Yay! Yeah. Um, <laughs> did yeah. you actually physically watch your DVD too? No, no, no. It's on Prime. Oh. <laughs> I just streamed. I just streamed Election, and then I no. Did I do? No, I did Equilibrium first. But yeah, I just like it's actually at my parents' house, but. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's in my like home bedroom but uh but yeah so i actually own it so that's fun i yeah i don't 
don't use physical movies anymore. I mean, you have a lot of movies, yeah. but I have like 20. So I yeah. Just well, I mean, I started this just to be able to have an excuse to watch my physical movies. So I'm going to have it. to because you forget you have them or, you know, they just become part of your decor and it's good to go through. Well, and one of my things is too, is that even though I own the movies, there's something I, I'm one of these people who still, I pay for cable. I like TV. Mm-hmm. I enjoy advertisements. I don't understand what people's problems is. Anyways, um, it's like, it's like advertisements are like paying taxes. Sure, it's annoying, but overall, it pays for all the shit that you need, right? Yeah. So fine. I put up with it. You know what I do and, miss about cable? Yeah. I miss, like, HGTV and Gusto and the, those channels, like, Discovery. Like, when I go to my parents, my dad watches, like, Gusto and, like, HGTV. Yeah. I miss those channels. I do because They're I do. great. I don't watch that stuff because it's, like, not advertised much. I know there's stuff on Netflix that they do. Mm shows but it's not the same as turning it on and seeing you know Ina Gardner like make herself a mocktail at like nine in the morning or yeah and they're great <laughs> it's great but anyway my my dad loves like all the ladies on the cooking channel <laughs> yeah um but I must admit there's something just f- like better about flipping through channels and coming across something that you may own but you'd never like physically put in the DVD or look it up and it's just there and you watch it and you're just like, this is a good afternoon. I like this. I yeah, know. No, and that's what I think equilibrium is. I, th- I don't think it's for everybody. I do recommend yeah. my mom. I, I told her about doing the watching it and she'd be like, Oh, I should look it up. I was like, no, you're going to hate it. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Like don't. My mom doesn't even like the matrix. She doesn't like that type of, doesn't like yeah. superhero movies. None of that. And I was like, you're going to hate it. Cause yeah. it's like, kind of like 1984 with guns or like you know a knockoff matrix yeah or the giver but just loud like (laughs) that was one of my like i love the giver that was was i have not watched it or read the book so i I heard very bad things about the movie i don't think i ever watched it so when i was in um university that's when i first read the book and it was first school mm-hmm. um i took a children's lit course and that's when i first the giver and it's not a very big book and i don't don't think i've watched the movie so i can't I think the movie only gave came out a couple years ago yeah 14 yeah no i don't i don't that would have been after after i graduated school so i don't think i've seen it so mm-hmm. But it has, like, a surprising, like, it's got Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep and some guy named Brenton Thwaites. I don't know who that guy is. Um, But just the fact that it has Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep makes me think I should watch it. Ooh, and Alexander Sarsgaard and Katie Holmes. Oh. Um, But I have never heard a good thing about this movie. What's the rating? Do you see the... It says 6.5 out of 10. Hmm. The rating on this one, Equilibrium, is like 7.2 or 7.0. Yes. It was higher than I thought, but depends on where you're looking. Like Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. it's like lower because obviously like critics aren't going to like Yeah, it. get but, in there. But IMDb had a surprising, I thought. 7.4, yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's a crowd-pleasing movie. People love Christian Bale. Yeah. I mean, this was before Batman, and that man's jacked in this movie. Yes. Like, like, he's solidly fit. But they all are, though. Um, because, I'm sorry, um, I have to say that Tay Diggs looks like a delicious piece of chocolate in his, like, little suit there. He's a dick. Like, he's a dick throughout the whole movie. But every time he's on screen, this I'm just like, 
Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. And then he says words, and I'm like, fuck that guy, <laughs> you know? I think Kay Diggs was, like, the whatever the character's name, I don't remember. Um, do you think he was feeling the whole time? Yes, yes, I do. Well, yeah. this, is, this is one of my notes Miles for this cockily a lot. Like, he was super cocky. And I was like, you're a bitch. Because even when they're muting their feelings, I assume some of it gets through, especially when you have these, the elite, if you're, don't, don't quote me on the names of them, but like Christian Bale's position. You have he's to a, have he's a, he's a grammaton cleric. Grammaton cleric. Thank you, cleric. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, it's like I've seen this movie actually like 12 times and I can't tell you the position. Anyway, I know father. <laughs> but anyway, there has to be some like, you have to have some drive. You have to have some feeling. I know it's got to be muted, but some has to get through. Yes. And that's why I thought Tay Diggs was way too cocky. So I was like, even mm. though it wasn't confirmed, I could only assume since he seemed the right hand man of the other this not the father but the father like yeah the guy, that other guy, find yeah. the image of the father yeah um and he was obviously feeling as well so well that's so time. so one of my earliest notes about this movie is is one thing i never understood when they have stories or films where emotion is supposed to be removed there's always still this idea of ambition right and it's true like you always have these movies that are just like, remove human emotion and society will be better. But every, there, you still have a whole bunch of people who want power and people who are ambitious or is working towards something. I'm like, but that's closely related to pride. And yeah. pride is one of the biggest emotions that start wars and all that kind of stuff. Ego. And you're just, ego. And like, ego. Yeah. And you're just like, so why is ambition okay? But, you know... Yeah. loving someone is bad like that it just doesn't make sense or you know owning a pretty picture is bad like i think it's crazy yeah um, oh no oh no like i mean i mean dystopian futures in in books and movies like they're always just a bit you're like huh like mm. let's mute most feelings but just keep a few and i don't know if the drug was supposed to work that way or just I don't know because clearly people were assigned jobs it's yeah. similar to the giver and that said you're assigned you are bred probably for this purpose he has a superior physique so he's meant to be a cleric given that position but he clearly moved up the ranks so does the drug allow for a little like of those certain like ambition and yeah the, the the pride and the ego does it allow for a bit of that or those feelings can be i don't i don't know like i don't mm. they don't really i i can appreciate this is one off movie didn't need more but they don't really explain like okay emotion's bad people start wars because emotion emotion is messy love is messy all that bullshit mm -hmm. yet you allow there are certain feelings that get through because they have to because these clerics and i don't know the other jobs i assume there's every type of job yeah but it's like people move up and they move so i don't understand how that works and i don't yeah. think i need to understand but still i'm just quite curious like yeah. okay well and and that's the, the thing about this that it didn't the movie didn't stick enough with its initial premise that so it made those things confusing right they're yeah. like no people are taking drugs to meet their emotions but you have people who clearly exhibit fear like even like grammatons and all that kind of stuff because there are certain points where you know they come around a corner 
and they're like, oh my God, don't shoot. And, but that's fear for your life. That's a very big emotion. You shouldn't feel fear. You you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't be like pride and ambition. You shouldn't feel cocky. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be like smirking every five minutes because those are all things that are directly related to big emotions. But one of the first things the movie said was we got rid of emotions so you wouldn't have wars. And I'm like, but you have everything in there that allows for war to happen because there's still clearly lots of emotions happening. Well, right. That's what I, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And also even up until, so he was taking his injection. Yeah. Um, he was clearly still feel like he, there were moments like even when they came to take his wife mm-hmm. and he went into protective mode, even though he knew those were the government authorities, he is those people. I mean, obviously he's a higher rank, but he immediately goes to protect her. And yeah. you're like, okay, so deep down he has to care for her. It's there because then why would he go in protect mode? when this is the government he's supposed to trust and have no emotion, why would he care what happens to her? Yeah. Yet they're in like a family unit. So it's this weird, like, okay, they're all not feeling, but yet, and I know the kids traditionally just call him by his name and stuff that obviously we see the kids say dad. And then that's when you kind of realize this kid's not taking his injection either. Mm -hmm. Um, probably because the mom stopped them probably because she stopped taking hers and started to love her children. Um, Mm -hmm. but I just can't help that. Like you have to have some inherent caring for your family unit or why would you even care for these kids? I guess maybe because the government told you, I don't know. It just like you're like you're doing your job at that point. Right. Yeah, I guess. But just, it, it was very interesting when he went to protect and fight for his wife. And I'm just like, there has to like this drug dampens feelings, but it can't get rid of all of them because as we've seen, pride and all that comes through and a mm. bit of fear and a bit of, so there has to be deep down. He has to have feelings for her. Well, why- even before that happened, he was standing there just staring at her about going about her day. And that is not for a person who is not feeling anything. That's not like a logical thing for them to do. They'd be like, my task for the day is these 12 things. And this is the things I'm going to do, whether she's there or not. But he like, he stands there staring at her as she does this delicate thing is picking up her kids' clothes because they're folded and the hair is falling from her face and the blah, blah, blah. And like, I think him attacking the agent that come in was, was more of a reflex than an emotional based thing. Like someone, it's like a, it's like a guard dog, right? Like yeah, comes into my space. If I'm not sure who it is at first, so automatically I'm going to attack. Right. And that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very clear after when he's like, you know, we've done this lawfully, blah, blah, blah. And he has this look of just like, oh my God, on his face when he looks at her. It's very clear, like, there's something in him as well. Yeah. You know, so That's fighting against the drugs or the drugs only dampen it and it's, yeah, it's there, right? Like, mm-hmm. inherently, the drugs have to work like antidepressants or something like that it has to be in that sense like it deals with the brain it has i mean it has it more more, it more dulls them than yeah 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 no for sure but it's got to be in that similar like whatever it's called i want to call it prolia but that's a bone injection (laughs) what it's called i didn't didn't write down what What is injection is that like prozac no not prozac well no it's similar to that though it's got a name and you're just like okay yeah so it's kind of like in that sense where instead of like 
boosting your mood. It's dampening all feeling, which is like, is impossible. So I, but oh, dystopian. Yeah. Dystopian futures, you know, but, uh, but the thing is too, is like their dystopian future. It just, a lot of it doesn't make any sense because structurally, even like their architecture of their city is too pretty for them to not have emotion. If you understand what I mean? Yes. Like it's clearly art that they've built in these structures. It's not, it's not form following function. It is, you know, it's an aesthetic that they put together specifically or else every space would just be a tiny square. Like you don't need more than, you know, four feet above your head and you need this space. That's it. They've got like beautiful columns. They've got like sculptures of like Atlas, you know, with the world on his back, you know, these beautiful like cross shaped windows and all this kind of stuff, even though they've apparently eliminated religion as well. It's, it's all, all of that iconography is still there and it's still oppressively large upon them. And you're just like, but how do you expect people to lack emotion or to lack feeling? And you keep burning all this stuff that's supposed to be the things that trigger emotion where you have all of these things that trigger emotion around them, except it's just gray in color instead of, you know, red. doesn't matter. I did. I did enjoy the use of shadow, like uh, the way the director shot it it was there were some really nice shots i thought i was like oh watching it actually looking at it and studying it i was like oh there's there's a few um yeah i like the i actually like the architecture stuff like that i was like okay i see it but yes i get your point like, like there are some stuff you're just like why do you need this statue what why is that that just seems statues in this totalitarian dystopian why why would you what what's even the point uh, you have father's face everywhere why do you need these statues yeah and this these columns and stuff no that makes yeah mm-hmm. and that was my you know and that was one of my biggest things because like you said there was a really great use of shadow and all that kind of stuff in there which wouldn't have been possible if they actually stuck by to what this dystopian space should have been like yeah um and like they did a very good job with it but at the same time because of that use of shadow, it made me focus more on the architecture, which made me more think about the lack of emotion, which we've also pulled away from the original premise of the film again. Um, but even with that said, like you said, it looks nice. Like it looks yeah. interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It's very gray and mm-hmm. shadowy. I appreciate that. I like grays and blacks. Yeah. <laughs> But I think I, it, it, yeah. it fits in with the story, right? It's, it it's really about- does. Yeah, lack of color because why do people like we wear color to because we like it, because it shows our individualism, all that kind of stuff, like style, very proud of that. And so by taking that all away, I can see what they were doing in, in most dystopian futures, they have these weird uniforms that everyone wears and they're always gray. Yeah. That's, that's how you know it's dystopian. If it was colorful, it would probably be utopian. So yeah. very different things. Very different. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. The, oh my God. The, I wrote down gun kata. Gun kata. That's their martial art. Yes. I just love it. Like gun kata. I was like, oh my God. It's just like, there is that one scene. I did actually quite like it though. I was like, this is ridiculous. When he enters in the beginning and he goes into the warehouse or the building in the nethers or wherever they're calling Mm -hmm. it. And it's like 
pitch black and he just stands there and all the like rebels or the resistance are like whispering like where is he what is he doing and all of a sudden it just starts slashing as he does his gun kata and he yes. does and I'm like I don't why they do the cross over the chest behind the back cross over the chest over and I'm just like watching yeah. him do it and I'm just like this is just so ridiculous. I love it. I yeah. love every set. It's so stupid. Well, because what's cool about it is that they use the flashbang like a strobe light. So yeah. the movements seem almost robotic instead of yeah. fluid or like it's animated or something. And then, yeah, it's true. It's just like, it's it's just really funny because I would be confused as well. You're like, so we're just going to stand in the dark in silence? Where is this man? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he's, like, hearing with his pristine hearing. I don't, like, I'm kind of thinking, okay, you move like a robot because you're trained in this way of martial arts slash gunfighting. But do you have supersonic hearing? Like, are you that impressive? Like, I was He was echolocating or something. No, I know. Or he's, like, he's, like, daredevil or something. He's just, like, I can hear the sound of you breathing. I I can figure out my angles. Let's go. Like, I know once the guy started whispering, it's like, okay, you're just giving yourself away. But, yeah. like, if you're barely breathing, like, how is one dude supposed to take out, like, 20 guys? I just laughed. I was like, as far as I know, he's not enhanced. Yeah. He's just really good. Yeah. Um, but I just laughed. At it. I, I really thought it was a cool shot. Like, I thought it was cool, but I just laughed. I was like, really like but they really did open with like the money shot to bring in that audience though like that is like the proper way to just like get people like hyped for stuff going on Um, but the funny thing is that like from that point on there's very little action for a while yeah And and then the action starts happening again um, I didn't, I, I don't know why I had never realized how far in between the action sequences actually were uh, but I found that really cool. Right, because it's mostly them just investigating, trying to find the... Underground. The cells, the underground, yes. where the art is, you know, where <laughs> where the horrible wallpaper is. Right? I know they have to find what they can find, and they're scrounging, but I'm like, those rooms are hideous. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Like, this is, like, the worst, like... I mean, I get they're they're trying to really hide the Mona Lisa and shit like that, but some of that shit's really ugly. I was like, okay. Also, why did they have to be like, they had to authenticate the Mona Lisa? It doesn't matter if it's real or not. It's going to burn anyway. I guess guess they know that once they burn the original, no one else can make more copies. But if there's a copy out there. I know, I know. Yeah. I don't fully understand. I guess it was just kind of like, look, we're destroying the Mona Lisa like yeah, ooh. <laughs> like, like, yeah that's like, right like you I don't think, care yeah and you know what I find interesting and I, I just thought it's very interesting that his wife and his partner both were feeling um whatever the term they use mm-hmm. um and he didn't know for a long Sorry. time and I oh I remember what it's it's called sense offense <laughs> Sense offender, thank you. I wonder if deep down he knew because when you start seeing it, it's pretty obvious when someone starts feeling shit. Like they're all just like, oh, so soft. Like, yeah. You're just like, or they like, or he stop, takes his glove off and like touches it. If anyone just looked down, they would be like, uh, why do you care what the metal feels like? Like, yeah. right? I just can't believe he lived with this woman and 
as apparently, and I know the guy pulled him in and was like, how did you not know? And he's like, I asked myself that all the time. Mm. And it's like, you knew he had to have known deep down and obviously he started to pick up on his partner. And obviously the looks his partner was giving him were like, Oh, that dude is a sense of it. Like, well, we knew yeah. that for 20 seconds. Yeah. But I was just like, how, how do you have these two people around you? And I assume both of them were sense offending for quite a while. So wife well, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like I think, I think going back to what we had mentioned earlier is that deep down, though it's repressed, he had feelings for her and it was like blocking yeah. other things, I suppose. But I think, I think the partner though, I don't think the partner was, was sense offending as long as like the wife would have been. Um, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. At one point in time, they said he hasn't brought anything in like for like two months or something. So yeah. So, I mean, that is still quite a while. But also, who knows how before then, he might have still been logging stuff, but, like, was better at hiding it, maybe, right? Maybe. Like, okay, I feel, and I don't want this stuff being destroyed, logged and destroyed, but I have to do it. But then he just finally got fed up and just stopped. <laughs> like, so yeah. we don't know. We know for at least two months that he was, but, like, I'd have to assume there's an adjustment here because as we saw with Christian... Bale's character is it Preston what's his name yes Preston they kind of go through not a breakdown in the sense but it's overwhelming once you're not Mm. on the drug it's like probably euphoria he started sobbing when the music um when he was playing on the gramophone whatever that's like old record player um and when like he was ripping away his um film on his window to see the sunlight like and all that emotion pouring out because he hasn't I assume his whole life felt full emotions mm-hmm. and that would be very overwhelming similar to being i assume on drugs like because when he ran back into the bathroom after seeing the sun and the rainbow he wanted to give himself but then he stopped himself because it was probably very overwhelming so i wonder how long the partner because you'd have to go through a period where you have to regulate your mo- you have to be able to self-regulate your emotions we all do we can't walk mm. around crying and sobbing every day no matter how much we want to yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you kind of have to put the brave face. You got to go to work, got to do yeah. our stuff. But, but I, I, I do wonder, um, because clearly he's really up and down. Like he's trying to hide it, but I don't think he's doing that good of a job. Like yeah. I'm just like, because obviously all this shit and then the, the resistance wanted um, him to help take the father out. And yeah. so I think they were just using momentum and they didn't care that he wasn't the best. I assume his partner had a lot more practice. And I think mm. it's going to get sloppy at the end. Yeah. I think there's a certain point when, um, when you have that like emotional kind of stuff where you're like, I just want to be myself. And I think that's literally what happened to him. He was just like, I'm sick of hiding this, whatever. And like, even when he got uh, approached in like the church and he's like reading Yates and he puts a book up and he's like, I don't want to look at you, kill me, but you got to kill me. Cause I'm going to keep feeling like, and that was it. Yeah. So I, I think that's really what happened. It's like he gave up trying to hide yeah. the emotions because he's like, I, w- I just want to feel. I want to be able to feel. I want to be able to do what I want. I don't want to hide. I don't want to run away. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, there's, I think there's something sad about a society who would clearly easily kill puppies that are tied up. Um, oh, my God. I don't um, want to live in that society. But they just seem fine with 
Well, that's that's the problem with humanity without feeling or without having compassion and empathy is you do a horrible things, right? Things happen all over the place when you have justifications, you dehumanize people or like they're just animals and then you do the most horrible stuff. So it's just showing that, that this government doesn't feel, but yet they just kill people left and right. You're just like, oh. I mean, but we live in a society where... But guess what? We don't have repressed emotions and people are still apathetic to others. So, I mean, is it the drug's fault or is it just humanity's fault? It's, well, who knows? I think they took these drugs to stop war, but they were just doing something. There was still murder. There was still death. There was still fighting. And it's like, you didn't stop that. You just called it something else. Yeah. You just changed it. You just, you just took emotion. You took everything good about life away, but you were still killing. You just, you know, it was just different. So it was like, okay, well. Yeah, it's, it, well, it, become, it became an oppressive society with a dictator, right? And yeah. if you don't follow this dictator and you don't fit in, you have, we have to get rid of you or else you'll cause chaos. And that's what they didn't want. But that's still a type of war. And, yeah. um, and I think that's what this shows. And then um, I, one of the other things that I found really interesting about it is that um, throughout the whole movie, they're finding all these sense offenders everywhere and they're running after them and they're killing them and whatever. But all of those sense offenders and stuff were all men. Yeah. Like, the two sense offenders that were female that they found, they burned them like they were witches. Right? Yeah. They had them in like, they had them in like the, the red cow thing, whatever. Yeah. And the, the cross or whatever. And it really was like burning them at the stake. Like they were you know, sacrifices that, you know, needed to be taken out. And I was just like, I don't understand why that part of the story was necessary. Like, I know, I know this, it was supposed to get pressed in to show that emotion. Like that was like the point. But at the same time, I was just like, but couldn't they have shown, I'm not saying burning people is a nice thing or whatever, but couldn't they have shown like, you know, women also out there being like taken down sense of and stuff like that. Yes. I actually had a thought, especially when in the end, like they were storming after he had killed the head guy Mm -hmm. and they were storming the resistance fire and they were all men. And then I realized, Oh, so in the underground there were women, but like women sewing and women taking care of the children. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, there's gotta be some badass women who are like, give me a gun, I'm gonna go kill this bitch. Yeah. Like, I just can't it, I mean it's it's yeah, it's a bit of a it, it's a sexist. Um there there was that one, yeah. And I was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I didn't realize it actually until that end scene where I was like, they're all just like dudes wearing army green. Yeah. Running. Yeah, which I was really disappointed about. I was just like, yeah, I was like, really? come on, there's definitely so, women there, and we yeah. see women, and we know there are women in the resistance, but yet they're not the fighters. I'm like, what is this? The fucking 1970s? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because it just it just made me feel that once you have feelings back, then you go back to your your classic man woman rules, and you know, women have their places, and men have their places, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not that's not the whole point of your story. So why would you enforce roles over here just to get rid of different roles over here? And it just, it was, it annoyed me. And also like, and I assume this is part of the dystopian portion of it, but all the clerics were men. Yeah. 
all, well, all the clerics we were introduced to or yeah were, i mean they're all men yeah so i can just assume they're all men like i don't i didn't see one woman with mm-hmm. a gun like yeah um and so yeah i think that was yeah i can i can see more that the totalitarian government would go into those traditional men are fighters and i could see mm. father because father's a douche and or whoever's behind the image of father um mm. but yeah it disappointed me that the resistance and the rebels there it wasn't more equal because i was yeah. like that's women are badass and you know i don't see why yeah and the whole burning thing i didn't think about that but yeah it's like yeah. you know they burn a lot of people they either shoot them or they burn them this is this yeah. not a very nice like uh, they burn a lot of stuff but mm-hmm. it's yeah with the whole red thing it's so dramatic i just can't see a real dystopia them actually putting that much theatrics i know it was for the movie and i know it was for him seeing her i forget her name not the wife the other uh wife. mary Mary, yeah, Mary O'Connell or Mary, anyway. Something like that, yeah. Um, And I get why he witnessed it, but it just seemed like there was a lot of hoopla around it. And I was like, if this, if they were burning people every day, they're not going to take, they're not going to put them in fancy red robes and burn them. Like, that's not, they're not going to do that. Like, that's that's just theatrical. And I'm just like, the. Yeah, but also in the dystopian future, when you're trying to take away a person's individuality, why wouldn't you clad them in the same clothes as everything else to make sure they feel like they're part of the system instead of separating them from everybody else? Yeah, like put them in like a gray smock prisoner garb, not some like sick ass, like red, like, I don't know. Well, she was wearing like this, like beautiful silk nightgown, but then this, like this gigantic little red riding hood, like big hood on top that was like over her. And I was like, what? Why is, why would you put color here? Burning that? Like, I don't like, (laughs) why would they give her some sick ass, like hooded thing? Honestly, she took off the hood before going in. So maybe it's real. Oh, did she? I don't know. But I'm just, oh yeah, she took the hood off, but I assume they just burnt her. Like, yeah. they, people in the Bernie suits that are, I, yeah. I just seemed like, I was like, okay, I get the dramatic, I get why they're doing this, because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be the catalyst for him helping the, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm just like, and she's obviously the first person he's connected with since stopping the drugs. Like, obviously his wife's already dead, but I'm just like, I just can't see them individually burning people. They shoot them in mass, so why would they just burn one person and not just burn a whole room? You know, a lot. Yeah. So I just, I just, it, it's just a bit unbelievable. I'm like, a totalitarian dystopian government is going to be the most efficient. They don't have feelings. Yeah. Why are they putting them in these red robes? Like, oh, you're special. Like, and why was there all this ceremony around it? Yeah. Too? Why was there all this ceremony when they just shoot people like nobody's business? Like, I just mm-hmm. can't see that they wouldn't just take her out back and shoot her. Or just burn her with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Like, unless she was the only one. I can't, I can't assume. I can't assume it was that one either. Yeah. So I, I was just like, yeah, so, it's just much. And yeah, it's right. It's the two women. All the other men get shot. Yeah. And the puppies. But the, the women have to have the, like, the cruelest, most destructive way of, of getting rid of Burning yeah. to death? Are you kidding me? Yeah. But yeah. even that, like, Mary, she's like, they have the whole countdown. And she's just, like, standing there waiting to just be like, you know, incinerated, and you're just Why like, oh my it? god. I know it's for a movie, but, like, nobody does that. They would just, like, 
I mean, I guess they do that in prisons when they lethally inject people, but still, I just, it's theatrical, but I was just kind of rolling my eyes at that. Like, I was just like, oh, come on. They like, it's a little extra, guys. Thank you. They would just shoot her. They wouldn't burn her. They have this fancy burn room. Like, they would just shoot them. Yeah. Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, I want realistic dystopia or nothing at all. Yes. I want, yes. like, where's the gray pit in the ground where yeah. they just drop them in? Because that's exact. I guess if you burn, you don't have any. Anything left, yeah. So yeah. maybe, well... I was, I was going to say maybe they were, like, um, environmentally conscious, but it's still fire, so they're burning something, which puts gases and stuff in the air. I don't know, I don't know. environmentally. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, right? It may not be that environmentally friendly of, after all. What year was this supposed to be set in? Well, the first part takes place... So the, so the intro says in the early 21st century, which would be now, which there was World War III, three. Um, but then it doesn't really say the different, the distance between that and the start of the story. But I'm, I'm willing to say it's a few generations, so maybe like 100 years or something. Well, right, because I can assume Preston, who looks to be in his late 30s, maybe yeah. early 30s, has never felt, I assume, which yeah, means he's- like. Like, it's said that he went to their academy as, like, a child and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm assuming that he grew up with this society set up the yeah. way it is. It's got to be at least 100 years. Because, like, mm-hmm. if not, you would have, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's only, like, 50 years or something. I don't know, like, how long they've been doing this. Yeah. But my funny, my my thing was when he goes to see who's been, like, uh, when Sean Bean's like character has he been bringing stuff in and it shows that it's like they just write things in a giant book and I was like really really it's just a book okay fine yeah I'm like you've got holograms and giant screens and and all this kind of stuff but you're just writing shit in books yeah still. and you have a special drug that mutes all feeling like I'm just like you'd have better technology than you'd have way better technology like i I don't computerized in some way (laughs) yeah like i don't believe in flying cars necessarily and stuff like that but like you at least have some fancy ass like where you just type the air and it's doing it like i don't know it just seems like we're not that far off and it's you know 2020 so and there's no there's no clerk anywhere writing things in a giant book right now you know and if there are come on guys get your shit together digitize it's easier Let's no, I, I have a feeling like most police stuff is on a server and on a backup server and it's not paper anymore. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they do have stuff that's paper and they have the paper stuff that's like hidden in storage, but they've got to be computerized. Like, yeah. I, like there's no way you're dulling people's feelings and yet you're writing in a big book. You're mm-hmm. right. That's hilarious. It could have been like, they could have put anything in front of that guy. Like you said, it could have been air and he just like, and I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. But as soon as he showed me a book, I was just like, nope, that's wrong. That is wrong, sir. And again, in class, when the little boy at the end is in class, he's also writing on paper. And I was just like, they're still doing paper. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, some things are paper, and then sometimes they're really not. And you're just like, even his desk, like everything's like kind of paper. And you're just like, wait, why isn't your desk just a fucking interface? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Why do you still have a stapler? Yeah. Paper clips. Like, what are you doing? This is not yeah. right. <laughs> like, I only use some of that shit because I deal with seniors. That's yeah. why I have some, I'd use papers. But, like, I don't 
like a lot of our stuff is not on paper. It's digitized, right? like, yeah. Digitized. So it's like I just can't see that everyone just has paper clips and a stapler on their exactly. <laughs> Like, where's your iPad? I don't understand. Like, why? <laughs> Is it uh, because iPads were in a thing and, like, whenever this was filmed? No. They well, were no, in 2002, no, iPads well, did not exist no. The I think the I am, um, no, the iPod came out in 2001. I worked for Apple. Like, I think the first iPod came out around then. You can fact check that. So the first iPod came out on October 23rd, 2001. Yeah. So, and that first one was a honker. Like it was like, it was thick. It was great. I had one. Um, I was in high school then. So I don't remember when iPads came out. Let's see. Why can't you just give me a factual blurb like with the iPod? Come on. Don't make me read things. <laughs> when the first uh, iPad or tablet, I guess. Actually, the first iPad, the generation one came out in... 2010 okay yeah yeah it'll be 10 years right yeah that's a that's a but i think the first iphone came out in like 2004 yeah i can see that because i was around the end of high school when it came out 2007 yeah yeah no i was in college yeah um i think because once one of them came out apple quite fast sorry it was first announced in 2007, but released in 2008. Okay. Yes. Is it funny how, like, far they've come? I just think things, once they come out, they move really fast. And then other mm-hmm. companies kind of use that technology or come up with their own. And we actually haven't had this stuff that long. I don't know. Well, I think it's, it's so overly integrated into our life and our society right now that we can't imagine despite a lot of us living in a time where these things didn't exist, we can't imagine life without it at this point, you know, because you're just like, what did I do in 1994 when I couldn't find somebody at the mall? I cried in a corner. Like you just didn't do anything. Like that, that was it. It is. It is interesting to think that half of my life at this point was without a phone, like a cell phone, obviously I had mm-hmm. a landline and I had an IBM computer when yeah. I was, my mom bought it off the shopping network (laughs) um and I was like the first of like my older brothers didn't really use it I was the first but anyway it's interesting to think half of my first half of my life was without this stuff and then the Mm. second half of my life is like oh my god you essentially have a thousand dollar little computer in your pocket like it's kind of crazy to think about where we've come and now I can't think of going anywhere without checking google google maps like, yeah, yeah, it's very true. No, I gotta know the traffic, mm. the accidents, where the cops are. I gotta mm. know everything. And well, so my dad used to do a lot of traveling when we were young. So we always had a map book in our car, right? Yeah. And so if we were going somewhere we'd never been before, we'd sit, we'd sit at home on our table, you know, look at the map book, find out where we were, where we want to go, and actually like map it out, and then yeah. write down the instructions, and then get in our car and go. Like that was how yeah. we did that, you know? Now it's just like, bloop, and something talks to you, and then you just do that thing. You're like, all right. Yeah. No, I know. We take that for granted. And I'm always thinking, like, what if my phone fails, and I'm going somewhere new? And I'm like, that's why my mom's like, you should get yourself a little map, and you're like, having your glove box. You never know. Mm. But I'm like, I just my, can't. Yeah. My thing is remembering phone numbers, because I'm like, even if I take notes and somebody gives me their phone number or somebody gives me directions, it's in my phone. 
right? So if my phone dies, I have no way of contacting them, no way of remembering where they live, no, no way of knowing where I'm going to because that's just gone. And I just know, I know three numbers off the top of my head. It's my mom, it's my brother, and my dad's phone. That's oh. it. So if yeah. I have, well, and they're all three numbers that I had to know before I got my cell phone. I think that's the reason why I still know those numbers. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like I know my parents' landline, which was my home phone number when I was same landline. And I know my own phone number. I know my work landline and I know Sunnybrook hospital because I call (laughs) it a lot for work. That's it. Like I couldn't call my roommate. I couldn't call. Now I do have phone numbers in hard copy. I do have a a few of them written down in my bedroom and I also have my contact thing backed up, but like Mm. If my phone, like, if I put it in a toilet or something, I wouldn't be able to, yeah. like, to, like, got home and had to find, I wouldn't be able to, like, call anybody other. And my- unless, unless I could find a computer somewhere that somebody let me log into, like, yeah. a Gmail that has yeah. my contacts in it, yeah. and I look it up, and then I'm like, thank you, and then run away. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's It's kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting how this movie is, like, some things are futuristic, but then you're like, it's clearly aged because it's like, yes, this is what 2002 or three thought of future. And you're sure. just like, the Jetsons did it better. Like, I don't like, <laughs> come on, they had iPads in the Jetsons. Like, yeah. like, well, I, I, mean, like I mean, Star Trek was from the 60s. They did it better as well, right? I mean. I think they wanted to keep it a bit rooted in reality, but it was a bit strange when you're like, okay, you're injecting each other four times a day, which actually is probably like, Oh, I think you could do that better, like a once a day, once a day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Seems a bit like how don't they have more sense offenders? Or I have problems getting sometimes meds for my clients, and like obviously that's how he first misses his injection is because he can't he can't get it in time, and then he's Mm. feeling, and then he likes it or it's intriguing, and he continues to miss it. But I'm like, if I had to rely on the whole population injecting themselves every so often, like, you're a lot of people. There's, I bet you there's a lot of sense offenders. They have no idea. Well, based on the end of the film, yeah, there are, right? That's Well, a lot of resistance, but I bet you all those people in the subway, I bet you, like, one in every like five person mm-hmm. is actually feeling they're just yeah. really hiding it or maybe they don't know the resistance or they're not interested in fighting back so they're just yeah. like i'm just gonna feel but i'm just gonna play my part mm-hmm. and it's not like it's it takes people who have more will and more action to do it but i have a feeling there's a lot more sense offenders that are yeah. just like chilling, going to work, not fighting underground. They're just doing their thing because like, I'm, there's no way he's the only one where his like distribution center was like whatever. Yeah. And get his dose. Are you kidding me? I have clients who come to me. I've been out of my meds for three days and I'm like, did you not think to like tell me this <laughs> earlier? Yeah. This would have been good to know. Yeah. Like they can't, and there's gotta be, I don't know. I just think it's an inherent like, okay. Sounds mm. interesting, but like I just think this is not that. Yeah, uh, but I also think it's supposed to be like a form of control as well. You know, it's they like, want people. It's to take also it. like Pavlovian, almost right. Like every yeah. time you hear the beep, you automatically do a thing, and like from young kids are doing it, so it's just an automatic response. But it's true. I mean, like I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what to compare that to because I forget things all the time. So whether it be 
you know, doing things like eating a meal or meeting a friend. It, it doesn't matter how small the thing is. I forget to do things all the time. And it's just yeah. because I've got too much on my mind. I'm in the middle of doing other things, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just how things are. Right. So, oh, I know. Um, yeah. But before we finish this discussion though, I got to talk about that last action sequence, like in general. Um, you know, he loved, I love that sequence. Hey, Dixon's face slides <laughs> down. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, you know what though? That was kind of a letdown because earlier they had fought and been very equal. And then all of a sudden he just like whoops his ass in five seconds. I was like, I was expecting a better fight from Tay Diggs. Well, and I, then think, he got I think off. that's why they showed they showed that they're pseudo equal early on. Yeah. But he was feeling. But when you when he they have him on like the lie detector test and the thing stops moving as just a straight line and the guy's like, oh shit. First of all, that guy is clearly feeling because he said, he said, oh shit. Okay. Automatically, that is a feeling. I don't care what anybody says. But also, it means that he has gotten to a space in his mind and to control his body in such a way that he can feel without feeling. So I think that also took him to a higher level because T. Diggs came out all cocky. I'm going to win. This is bullshit. And of course, He's not going to win because you're fighting someone who's not fighting to win. He's fighting at the highest level of his ability. And if he wins, he wins. And your face is on the floor. floor. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I was sitting, I was sitting there like touching my face. I'm like, could that happen through a sword? I'm like, Oh no, this is a soft part. But I'm like, no, part of his forehead came out. So that would have been bone. And I know, would have been bone. Oh. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Kill Bill sword that was, but that yeah. just like went right through his, and I was like, okay, yeah. I, mean, no, I will disconnect the disc. Like, it's fine. It can happen. This movie has other things where you're like, really? <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take his face sliding down. Uh, you're like, okay. But I also like the, what happens after that, where they do the whole gun kind of thing, but they literally have a gunfight where they're not even shooting their guns. They're fighting each other with the physical gun because of all of the angles firing the weapon doesn't make any sense and i was just like this is the best gunfight i've ever seen in my life thank you gunfight without being a gunfight yeah <laughs> gun kata <laughs> yeah i love that whole sequence though it's like you know no, no, that, that whole whole sequence is fantastic to me but he walks into that freaking office and sees all the artwork and shit and i was like you fucker <laughs> i was like yeah the only reason you'd have artwork and he knows and he's just like yeah. okay yeah you're feeling you have to be feeling um but that and that's the thing too that that's that's again when you go through like like oppressors and dictators and stuff they always take everything from the population and indulge in the things that they tell oh, the population yeah. is bad you know so like oh, they're all, yeah. they're always eating too much and they're too opulent and they I mean killing drugs and yeah he has quite the stomach on him and yet his whole yeah. army is like it, anorexic. yeah like, because you know eating too much is is bad for think of your neighbor think of this think of whatever but yet he sits in this castle gorging on food all the time obviously yeah. not exercising not taking care of himself not following his own rules because he's allowed to do whatever he wants because that's yeah. what dictators do but yes yeah. all right 
No, that was good. Oh. I wonder if the whole elite guard or those dudes, I wonder if they all don't feel. Like, how are they, like, they're all in on, or they all still take the injection. I don't know, like, because I was just kind of like, they're all just cool with him having paintings and clearly feeling, like, yeah. maybe they are all just allowed to feel, or like... Yeah, I didn't understand that part either, because there's obviously a whole bunch of people involved with them knowing that father is dead, yeah. um, this guy is at the top and has a room that is full of all of the things he says nobody should have. Yeah. Um, and he is a sense offender. Um, but he's allowed to rule everybody, but the rest of us just have to do this thing. So yeah, no, it's, it's very unclear at, yeah, at that okay. point. Because like, obviously Tay Diggs is feeling, mm-hmm. the dude is feeling father 2.0. And I have to think the guards around him, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. Maybe they're just given other privileges that they're just like, cool. We'll just look this over. I don't know. It wasn't explained and that's cool, but yeah. I thought that. And, huh. and this, and like, despite the overall joy of watching this film, that if it had a tiny bit higher production value, like quality to it, it would have been just better enough. But also it likes to break its own rules, which pulls you out of the story being told as well. Cause you get, right. you're confused. You're like, but I thought this was the case, but all of this is showing contrary to that, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And I, I think, I think the film's self-aware. I don't know. I think the creator has to know exactly what he's doing. Like, I don't know. Like, they have to know it's like a Matrix knockoff or like, you know, like it's, it's not the most original story. So I think maybe yeah. hopefully they had fun doing it. I mm-hmm. do think Christian Bale was by far one of the best actors in the sense, like he does no feeling very well. Mm-hmm. Like his face. <laughs> like, yeah, he just, he's good at having that no feeling look or conveying it with very little emotion because mm-hmm. actors are supposed to show emotion in their face. So it's gotta be hard doing a role where you're not supposed to, but you're sp- still supposed to act. Mm-hmm. I think he did well because, yeah. Yeah. He's got nothing on Brent Spiner, but yes, I totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else in this movie clearly is feeling things. And I'm like, this is not working for me. Thanks guys. <laughs> but also shoot that guy in the face. It's amazing. Let's He's like the John out. Wick before John Wick. Like, yeah, but John Wick doesn't, he doesn't hide it. He's stoic, but he doesn't hide emotion. It's very clear. Oh, He's no. very emotional. I'm just saying with all the shooting. <laughs> yeah. But I think I, even I think John Wick is done at a much better level than this movie. Oh, done. the money they spent on John, John Wick. Oh. Also, Keanu Reeves is a gem of a human being and an actor. Seriously. He's like the perfect action star. Like he yeah. is. Yeah, I think he's a great actor. He knows, but he knows what he does well, and he does yeah, it, like, and he sticks with it. And I think that's the the thing that made his career. He's like, he's like, no, 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 I don't do this very well, so I'm not going to seek out those roles. I mean, you no, know, every once in a while he did, um, but like, he's like, I'm good at these like weird action, actiony, yeah. flicky things. I'm just going to stay in my lane, and you know, and that's where he gets all his accolades from. It's great. Yeah, he's just great. And he's just such a nice guy. Like, you can't help but like him, you know, personally. As a human being. As a human being. I think he's just so genuine and is who, when you see him in an interview, that is just Keanu. Yeah, he's so fun. Riding the subway, reading newspapers, buying himself cake and ice cream. Yeah. 
Yanni. Everyone's just like, <laughs> okay, dude, I like you. You go and buy yourself ice cream. Yeah. I have no doubt he has friends. I just think he's kind of a loner and he's cool with that. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. I think our society is at a point where they find it strange that people just enjoy their own company. Yeah. Um, and he's one of those people who's just like, I have no problem being by myself because I'm pretty entertaining. And, yeah. but people are like, oh, you're a loner. He's like, I'm not lonely. I'm good. Well, no, he has a partner. I can't assume he has, he definitely has friends and family. Yeah. Like it's, Everyone's like, oh, poor Keanu. It's like, well, no, I know he is, there, people have tragedy in the past and he seems to have overcome a lot of that. But like, he just seems like he likes to enjoy his alone time. Like, yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Go yeah. to a nice lick yourself. Go have lunch by yourself. Have some ice cream by yourself. Like, that mm. sounds like a great day. I, you know, I like people too, but I also like ice cream. Yeah. Oh, and if you don't like ice cream, I'm not saying you're a bad person. Yeah. And hopefully you're not lactose intolerant, but you should rethink ice cream. You should have to give it a shot. Oh my God. Just letting it out. Yes. You know, though, for the lactose people, there are options now. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's makes a decent, like, non-dairy one. I will say that. Yeah, they make them with, like, coconut milk or something instead, right? Yeah. It's delicious. I once That's accidentally bought it. I yeah. accidentally bought it, and I was like, this is delicious. It's a bit more expensive, so I don't tend to buy it, but I was like, oh, I'd eat this. It tastes, sure, half-baked is great either way, dairy, non-dairy, so whatever you like. Anyway. Sweet. I don't want to an ice cream tin. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream season's kind of over. I'll eat ice cream in the winter, though. Yeah, I, I eat ice cream all year round. Oh. It's a very bad habit I've I've had since I was a kid. But like, it could be minus fifty outside, and I come home bundled up. I'm like, oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. Have a bowl of soup or something. Warm up the tiniest bit. I'm like, I want some ice cream. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Ice cream Do you is like, delicious. Have you ever had candy cane grapple? Yes, I have. It's too minty for me, though. Okay. I see that. You know what, though? They've stopped putting as much chocolate in as they used to. I'm suspicious. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, my mom always buys some at Christmas, and so whenever I'm over there. Yeah. Um, like, I do like a really good mint chocolate chip. Oh, but yeah. I find the peppermint in the, the candy cane crackle is just, it's like the wrong kind of mint, I find, for the chocolate that, that I enjoy. Yeah. No, I see that. And like, usually my favorite is like, actually, I like uh, Ben and Jerry's or not Ben and Jerry's. Um, is it Robin? Robin. What's the... Baskin Robin? Baskin Robin does a good... Um, yeah. Because that's the one that has like the, it's like flakes, tiny flakes in it, right? I like that. Love it. Love it. I was it. so sad when, um, you know, like Greg's ice cream closed. Mm -hmm. They did a good roasted marshmallow ice cream. <gasps> yes. And now Greg's no longer... COVID took Greg out and Ooh. I don't actually know if Greg's just a man, but anyway, Greg's ice cream's gone because the white squirrel cafe used to sell it. Mm -hmm. We went to go get some, this is like a month ago. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Greg's no longer exists. They closed. And I was like, no. <laughs> COVID's taken more from us than we wanted to stop at. <laughs> marshmallow ice cream. It's like, you don't want to have it all the time, but like, man, like once a year, the roasted marshmallow ice cream is like, if you like roasted marshmallows. Yeah. Um, that's like Ed's Reels group has a creme brulee ice cream. Oh, it will give you diabetes, but just have it once a year. It's so good. Yeah. It's that's so the thing. good. <laughs> You don't want to be going to these places too much. But. Too much, exactly. 
exactly. Anyways, I bet you they don't have um, ice cream in equilibrium or whatever. Well, so. no, because it, ice cream is a joy to the world. It clearly yeah. doesn't exist. What would it be? Gray and taste like ash. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Gah, with no sugar or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I can't assume. I assume in their society, they eat for purpose to fuel mm. their body so that they can do their gun kata. Yeah. I think they eat like mush. I don't even think they eat like rice and peas. I think it's like, like a soylent or something or, oh, you know, protein shakes or some crap. Or they have like pre-made meals or there's something because yeah, a lot, like even like, I don't know, sweet potatoes are like, if you're not used to eating sugar, sweet potatoes are extremely sweet. So it's like, yeah, you're right. They probably eat some soylent green, like some weird mush oatmeal protein pack that has everything you need. Ugh. It's like they're in the matrix. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> matrix with no subtlety. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> Look, I know, I, I mean, I know this This pulls right from the style. A lot of films came out between yeah. 99 and all that kind of stuff that have that style. But few of them, like, were endearing, you know? Yeah. So there's, like, this one. There's Dark City that I think has the aesthetic and the overall feel. But I, I can't really think of many. I guess there was, like, The Crow and stuff, which were crap. I didn't like them, though. Rest in peace, uh, Mr. Lee. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like there's a whole bunch of movies, but very few of them have survived people knowing about them, and this is one of them. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, this one I think it's pretty self-aware and it's fun and it's kind of cheesy and it's I don't know. Everyone's pretty good in it, like for what they were given. So I'll take it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I enjoy watching it, and I forgot how much I enjoyed it. If yeah. You know, if you just kind of, yeah, obviously it's got negatives about it, but hey, yeah. there's a lot of movies I like that most people don't or that critics didn't like or that have a low score online. Like, I still yeah, like Yeah, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to the scores no. online because I find most of the time they do not align with what I think is a good movie anyways, so. shit that wins Oscars or that has, like, amazing, and I watch it, I'm just like, this shit is awful. It's not entertaining or it's depressing. Yeah. And it's important, but it's depressing. And I'm like, I don't, I sometimes, like, it's, it's nice to, to watch movies that have points to it that you can grow with great. Sometimes they're too heavy, though, and sometimes you just want something you can sit down, stop thinking, and just watch and enjoy it, which is why yeah. I, like, I like the Marvel movies and stuff like that, but like that just goes for most movies. It's There's like, an entertainment factor that they need to take yeah. into more consideration. Yes, I, 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 I do like watching sometimes very smart films, but sometimes, yeah, I just prefer to watch something stupid and entertaining. Yes, I am not going to deny this, no. No. I am very much in the same boat. Yeah, it's weird. There is, there is like a, there's like a cult following for this film, which I find uh, hilarious. So, but that's great. It is great. great. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I'm just like sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm for it. I'll watch it again. I will watch it again. And I was happy it was on Prime. I was like, oh, yeah. sweet, because I didn't. Um, by the time you had like contacted me, and I know I signed up for these ones, but that was so long ago. Yeah. I can't get the real copy because my mom's got it. So <laughs> no I was happy it was on Prime, both of them. So that was no cool. worries. It's not. It's not even like I look at the extra features on them unless they're like really like captivating features. Well, yeah, I don't think this one did. Did this? I don't think this one has. It had a trailer for Kill Bill on it. I don't know. That's oh, 
Yeah. I see that. The gun, the like knives. Sword. And guns and fighting and stuff. I, I could see. I mean, Kill Bill is of a different caliber, but mm-hmm. still. Yes. Pun intended or no? Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done, madam. Well done. <laughs> I can't believe you're only on E. <laughs> it's been two and a half years. What? It's fine. Uh, do you have any more E's? Um, I have, no, these are the last E's. I thought so, yeah. E- yeah. No, I've got, hold on, I've got Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind still. Oh. Yes. I haven't seen that in a long time. Such hmm. a great movie. I really, I also haven't watched it in a long time. And I always pray when I haven't seen something in a while that it holds up well. So, but that's going to be in I think that one holds up, though. Two, in a month, so we'll see. Yeah. I think that one holds up. Yeah, I would hope so. All right. So any last thoughts on equilibrium and election? Yeah. I just think people should give it a try. It's just, as long as they know it's cheesy. <laughs> cheesy. There's gun kata. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so delighted. <laughs> gun kata and just the way they move, I'm just like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> it's all about as he explains it's all about the angles and preciseness okay to kill with the most efficiency yes and yes it's right all the time nothing <laughs> nothing messy happens humans aren't unpredictable at all it's just mm-hmm. the angles are so perfect yeah and despite um i guess maybe they either couldn't get a rating for this or it costs too much money but despite the fact that they shoot hundreds of people in this movie there's no blood in it so that's fine. Yeah, even when the K Diggs' face comes off. Oh, yeah, you're just like, it just slides away, and you're like, no blood, no nothing? Okay, nobody bleeds? Oh, no, there's the part where he's, like, cut on the neck, and there's a little bit of blood on his white suit. There's yeah, that. but I think they allow a certain amount of blood. Like, I think it's got to be, like, a lot yeah. of blood. So, yeah. But I agree with you. Like, this movie is very cheesy and stuff, but it deserves its cult standing and it's just very entertaining and it needs to be rewatched and um i think in our time period election should be watched by many people so they understand what's going on and maybe need to just relax a little bit it'll be fine both are worth a watch i think yeah yeah so um well that's it for this episode of off my shelf until next time you can follow along on instagram and twitter at oh my shelf or you can send an email to oh my shelf at gmail.com on the next episode we'll be talking about Family Guy. Hope you'll be here to listen.